hey, guess what we're going to do right now? I Wait. Shh. Great. Shh. Guess what? I'm Emma Arnold. And I'm Pidge. And this is Couple Skate. There you go. We have with us in the house <laughs> our wonderful producer, Alex Satterly. Alex, so if anything goes wrong, you can't blame us. Yeah, you, you set it him. all up. And we've had so many technical problems. <laughs> he came along to make sure we actually had a vague idea of what we should be doing. And... Uh, yeah, go live. We're ready. We're ready to go live. Oh, yeah, we're going live. Oh, so we have to do the introduction again. We oh, yeah. We were already live. We were already live. Minds. I thought you, I thought <laughs> since you were the producer, I thought you were going to go live with both at once. I thought you were going to count down. Yeah. And I know. Then, Why didn't you do? <laughs> what's the, what's after that? One. And, and hi, I'm Emma Arnold. And I'm Pidge. What happened? <laughs> this is. <laughs> <laughs> great, great, great. He's probably telling to tell me big news, guys. Uh, he had a wart burned off of his foot today, and it was pretty big deal. It was a pretty big deal. That is a big deal. Yeah, when you're a is kid. Is this his first wart? Um, you know, I have never had a wart, but um, their dad got some on his foot, and then it apparently is catching or something because yeah. then they all passed it around, and they've like Henry had to get one burned off. His dad, the Arthur, did. It's like a whole boy thing. I know it is. And, you know, I remember as a kid, other kids having warts. Yeah. And being like, what is that? How do you get it? And then how do you get rid of it? I was terrified that I was going to get warts. I was always really terrified. My sisters used to get them. And I was always, my sister, and it's funny because the boys just do this to each other. But my sister would rub hers on me. And I would be like, no, no. Like, I was so terrified. She'd be like, I'm going to wait till you're sleeping and put it in your eye. And I'd be like, oh, God. (laughs) I remember this kid um, sitting at the lunch Mm -mm. table. And he had warts all over his hands. And I remember being horrified watching him eat food with his warty hands you're like you could i'm like is he getting warts i also i have no idea what a wart is it could be anything (laughs) yeah what is um i like is it a virus is it an immune response is it a fungus i have no idea what a wart and is there a difference between just like a wart and then a seed wart have you heard that seed wart is a thing of (laughs) from my nightmares seed wart i remember hearing that as a child and and my sister she showed me that it had like little black things on her wart and i remember just being like horrifying yeah wait is he oh god here will you call him great i'm glad i just dumped (laughs) this is going so well so far everything seamless as usual (laughs) couple skate gang you thought just because we got a producer listen we are producers in the house we've got a barking dog next door we've got a crow that won't stop how crowing at us uh the neighbors are over here doing some work um, Arthur won't stop calling to talk to me about his wart situation. Everything's going to plan. This is, uh, this is, I made a list here of things I hoped happen in the first minute of couple skate. We've hit them all. That's all, that's amazing. Now, if only we could get like a really, really big gust of wind. Yeah. That's what we need. Something you know, that knocks that could everything knock thing down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah knocks exactly. everything down. Hey, I, so we got to see uh, your arch nemesis drone boy was out there. He is installing something and I've never seen him before. What a tiny crabby little thing. <laughs> I don't, from your description, I kind of, I mean, you've described him before, but like I, in my mind, I expected something more important posing like a, no. a stockier wider angrier like like a, a real no, gym teacher of like a man 110 yeah what a what a tiny tiny little angry yeah, and, chihuahua and it's, person and it's all just anger it's like all pure adrenaline oh anger. he looked 
furious. What was he installing? Was it more cameras? He had cameras? a drill. I think so. And yeah. he was standing on the corner of the house looking towards your house and had a drill and something. And was like, he had like, how is somebody that tiny bow armed? Also, just like, <laughs> like the rage. Like you said, his spine is curved from it. My God. So yeah. he's real hot. He's real yeah. hot. Yeah. So I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's what he's doing because he's got to, he's got to come up with something now that he can attack me for like you know we didn't yeah. bring in our you know trash bin last oh, night so he's I gonna probably have to call the the i noticed when we pulled up on. i was like uh-oh somebody's really falling apart over mm-hmm. here leaving out trash bins yeah they didn't pick up the compost so we're like i guess we're just leaving this here for another week yeah i'm not moving it i'm not moving it <laughs> we had to leave the house i didn't know if we were skating or not but um i feel like i'm wearing a windbreaker and i feel like it's gonna be just here a little asmr for our <laughs> listeners at home i feel so noisy um but i i wasn't sure if we were skating but we had to end up leaving the house because they're redoing the uh, the roof at our house and it's so loud i'm not noise sensitive obviously because of the kids but we were just planning to like hang out and get some work done and after like an hour um also they said oh we'll show up at some point in the morning and start and at seven i to me some point in the morning means 9 30 ish but 7 30 they were over and just like bam 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 and it was super loud and so we did that for a couple hours and then I was like, I'm calling, I'm texting Jocelyn. <laughs> yeah. We have to go skate. I can't, I can't do anymore. Yeah, that is horrendous. The only thing that I can think of that would drive me even more crazy is what happened to me when they installed the glass recycling bin outside of my office. Ooh. And Ooh. it was like, there. there's no situation where the sound of breaking glass isn't an emergency to your, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, to your, your assistant is <laughs> just like, <gasps> so you I just like. Right, right. And so it would really, it would be like, I'd be so on edge because I would be listening to the sound of breaking glass all day. And it's like, your mind just think goes to breaking window, you know, breaking dishes. Like, it's always an emergency. Yeah, that is a very, you're right. That is probably very, and you're like, oh, oh." yeah, I could totally see that being sort of panic inducing over and over. Um, We had some comments. I, I forgot to write them down, but we had some very nice comments on the last one. Um, we did have one, uh, listen, in case you're here, you're a fan, you're a subscriber because you're a fan of my standup. I, I feel like I shouldn't have to explain this, but because I'm a woman, apparently I need to. So this is not standup comedy. Uh, somebody's come, uh, comment on the last, they never listened to a podcast before, especially of a comedian. Yeah. Somebody was like, this isn't standup comedy. I thought you were a comedian. I thought this would be comedy. Um, no, we're just two, two gals talking in a backyard is this, this podcast. That's what couple skate has always been about. And, uh, so if you came here for standup comedy, two gals in a basement. Yeah, too. We've upgraded. <laughs> We've really upgraded. In a basement bedroom with attached and open bathroom. Yeah, with a toilet pretty much right in the middle. Yep. Right in the middle of that. <laughs> yep. Um, but now we're here. And so um, we got some complimentary things. People saying that they enjoyed the podcast. We do this every other Friday, usually um, around this time in the afternoon, if you want to make sure you don't miss it. And people are asking for your so- uh, for social media stuff. What did you were going to say? <laughs> for your social security number yeah people want your social social. so just go ahead and we're just giving and giving actually that's so funny you said that my identity got stolen I got a call this week you know you were talking about how it was a weird week and there was like a glitch in the matrix or whatever I got a call from the unemployment office that was like hey you're somebody applied for unemployment in your name uh 
is that you and I had to go through I had to do this whole rigmarole for that I had to put a freeze on my credit but also like my credit is destroyed because of COVID part of me wanted to be like she's yours you have her she's I'm I'll be someone else see what you can do with it I failed yeah Emily Emily's yours I don't need her anymore I don't want to be that person the eight grand in credit card debt is your the foreclosed house have it it's all yours I just felt like oh my god why would you bother stealing my credit somebody's going to be very disappointed yeah for sure mine got stolen this summer um or i guess it was just like my debit card got used and somebody was placing ads all over the country in like those uh penny presses to sell some kind of a camper with your credit card (laughs) Weird. I got charged for all of these ads and I had to call each of these little places and every one of them was like an 85 year old woman answering the phone. And (laughs) I'm like trying to explain. Well, I think what they do is they like place the ad and then somebody like calls and wants because it was all for the same camper. So they had this picture and this description and it was these tiny little spots Huh. And then um, somebody calls and like wants to buy it and they get a deposit from them or something. Okay. Yeah. It's probably like a vintage one that's like people like or something. How yeah. Funny. Yeah. And so I had to call all those places what and a be pain. like, don't, this is a scam ad. Like, don't charge my card. Alex got, he got his stolen. So we both got our identity stolen. And, um, it's just been I I put freezes on everything. Alex, he's just gonna let it ride. He's just kind of letting it go. Just kind of gonna see where it's gonna see where it takes him. Yeah, let him let him have it. Let him have it. Hey, yeah, sir, maybe you can't it'll take him to Nigeria or yeah, some such could could you know, be all this sorts. Could of be advantage. an opportunity. I think yeah. he's seeing this maybe as an opportunity. He's probably right. Alex has like he has such good luck. He's just like a naturally lucky person. And um, it's the kind of thing like where somebody will end up accidentally sending him two grand. (laughs) Like he'll get his credit stolen and he'll be like, oh, it's the weirdest thing. I got a free Jeep out of it. I'll be like, what the fuck? (laughs) I can never buy a car again. (laughs) That's just how he's just a very lucky person. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear about your credit. Yeah. Uh, That's always like such a waste of time. It was so much. Yeah. It was so much doing all the calls and the freezes and the calling my bank and then you got to get your new cards and then and then everything you have set up on automatic payment you have to reset and you're getting all these things like you to reset every single password i've ever used on anything and it's just like ah man just i mean but what else do you have to do really yeah really nothing so (laughs) but what you know what people were asking was uh share your socials what are your socials if, if you want people to follow you if not fuck off <laughs> you don't get it she's Honestly, private i have no idea i was just trying to think so i think my instagram is love you underscore pidge twitter is it pidge robertson i have no idea i don't know either i mean i spent so little time on there it's not like if you follow me you're gonna you're gonna get anything yeah you actually if you follow your instagram you post a lot of really great food yeah well really also great food. don't follow me if you don't want to see what i'm eating for dinner yeah because i um, always do you that's all I'll, I'll, I'll usually post and somebody said i can't find your instagram emma it's not at sleeve hamster anymore and i was like oh yeah i don't i also don't know what it is now um my instagram is emma arnold is a keeper but it's private and i i will snoop you first before Same. i I'm a, I'm always a I'm a reciprocal snooper, 
So yeah. I will check you out. Although I do like, have like hmm. a ton of weird followers that I have no idea who they are from when it wasn't yeah. private. So, I mean, I I've probably already been infiltrated. I have a bunch of uh, followers that are friends of my son's. Oh, wow. Which I didn't realize until the kids were like, why does so-and-so follow you? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Ah. So you're at, I am I am a road trip on Twitter. I am a road trip on Twitter. Uh, Emma Arnold is a keeper on Instagram. I'm on TikTok, but I don't post. I just like to look at things. I literally have no idea even how to find what mine is. It's Pidge. It's Pidge. No, it's Zazzle Zazoo. You know what? It's oh, Zazzle Zazoo. it's Zazzle Zazoo. Z-A-Z-E-L-Z-H-O-O. There we go. So yeah. follow, you can follow yeah, us on. Good luck with that. Follow us on you the socials. Um, but we had some fun, some fun little comments on there. Um, I feel like it's weird because I had a, I, I don't, I, we didn't allow comments for a long time and then we kind of started to and, um, and because, because sometimes we have some really fun people who follow us and who comment nice things and stuff. Um, but somebody had put, uh, like kind of a list. This was on my other live stream, like a list of complaints. <laughs> and I was like, these are free, you know, <laughs> like, what is, like what level of commitment? Like, it's not like I'm making a ton of money off of this. It's just what I, we're sort of like doing, you know, for fun during quote COVID. Uh, we'll probably keep, we'll obviously keep doing this. I think after COVID again, we did it for years before COVID. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's been our thing, <laughs> but I was like, what, how, what, like people have such a wild level of expectations for free content uh, now that it's just sort of funny to me that yeah, they were I would, like I feel like if you are going to give me a boat or if I'm going to get a whole new wardrobe for doing this then you can start having some standards yeah. for me but I'm still wearing the same leggings as we started in COVID so yeah. I haven't gotten anything we haven't gotten free anything <laughs> I know so people have not people, one sponsor you know we did uh, we did have somebody who wanted to sponsor us and I was like I'm gonna wait till we put these out a little more regularly because right now I would feel like you're we're jerking you and around what if you went what if their business went under yeah because of us and I'd be like that's They're on like putting all their advertising dollars in a show that never airs that we're we're like it's sideways this week <laughs> so I have it's funny because like this you know, the live streams are something that I've been doing because of, uh, because of COVID. And I did have this like funny realization last night that I was telling Alex, um, cause people have been like, when are you going to start touring? When are you going to start touring again? And I'm, my thinking with touring is like the big boys are going to get vaccinated. Alex got his first shot. The Calvin got his first shot yesterday. Henry gets his at the end of the month. And my thought had been like, when the big boys are vaccinated, I think in the summer, I don't know if I'm going to tour, but I might like go to Portland and do some shows or something. Like I might go a couple or go to LA or something, but I don't think I'm going to tour till fall and everybody's vaccinated is my, my thinking on that. Um, but then I was kind of thinking about my job and I don't know, just because I've had a year uh, away from doing stand-up and it just sort of all of a sudden hit me as so funny in almost a way I can't describe and so surreal that my, listen, my, when I go back to working full-time, my day job, my job is that I stand slightly elevated <laughs> from a group of people and talk to them about whatever I want. Like that is so funny to me that that is the job when people are like, yeah, I, I gotta get back to work. And I'm like, me too. I got this important <laughs> thing that I do where I travel to Wisconsin. Like, uh, like, like 
the amount of money I spend and other people spend on me doing my job now after COVID seems super surreal. Like that I go to Wisconsin, all the way to Wisconsin so that people can see this in person talk about, you know, how much I uh, hate watermelon flavor you know like just it just seems so funny to me it just seems really bizarre that that's my actual job you're just you don't seem as fussed by it but i'm just like how this is like the second time i've had this conversation but sort of flip-flopped today which is um i was taking a walk with a friend and she was like oh yeah we have we have a you know a, fr- a friend of our kids staying with us and we never met her before she stayed with us because she's from a different state and she's like I feel like there's a level during COVID of now we just kind of go with whatever because yeah. everything is so weird everything is so crazy I'm sorry that Bobo over there won't shut the fuck there's up there's so many dogs barking and on the other <laughs> side people are shouting um, yeah these dogs never stop barking yeah if they, they're if usually they, pretty good for the well, podcast. If they're, if they're inside, then, yeah. But if they're outside, they just bark. So, Alex, can you take care of that? I feel like that falls <laughs> within the vein of being like, producer. Like, what like, can you do? <laughs> go put them in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean harmfully. I just mean like a little tiny backpack. <laughs> no, that they've they've barked so much, and Dave's always like trying to out be out here working the garden, and it just makes him bonkers because he yeah. just wants peace and quiet. It's kind of his zen time. And, and you have a quiet yard, otherwise, like because you guys are kind of you're not like we're right by the freeway, so our yard is very very loud. We're by everything, and it's super loud. But your yard is actually very peaceful, and that would make me furious if yeah. that. So he's got he's going to redo the fence because so then they can't see. Maybe him. they won't. Yeah. Um. But. <laughs> Yeah, I apologize. This is the world we're living in. Yeah, it's we're just going with it. We're yeah, just going with it. We're still it's still COVID people. We're still <sighs> just still where we're at. Yeah. So anyway, I was talking to my friend and she's like, there's a level of because everything is so weird. We kind of don't know what's weird anymore. Yeah. You know, our whole experience is just sort of this alternate alternate universe kind of um we have to convince ourselves every day just to go and do our day, even if there's these circumstances that are so bizarre that we're doing things in, in such a different way. And we're just at, we're just acclimating, constantly acclimating. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of made you realize like some of the stuff that we did pre-COVID. You're like, no, that was that's weird. I'm not going back to that. Well, like, I was thinking about that, like going to going to my counselor. Yeah. I'm like, why do I go to my counselor again? I don't again? physically sit in a room with you to right. talk to you about my and family. And drive do- over there and find a parking place yeah. and sit in the weird office and look at the... This can always know, be a phone Oprah call. magazine <laughs> and, you know, just... No like- psychology today at yours? That's what we have. <laughs> no, at mine, we have that too. But also the Oprah. Yeah. You know, so it's always a decision. Do I look like I'm reading psychology today? But that always... Um, makes me like especially since i'm right going in to go talk to the the counselor i'm like am i going to just absorb this weird stuff i just go do i have adhd (laughs) this this article about adhd i have adhd (laughs) and then i go in and my counselor's like again you do not have adhd Uh, (laughs) or it'll trigger something i'll read about something about relationships and i'll be like yeah i think that's going on with my relationship and that's that's not what i need to talk to the counselor about yeah so I try not, I try to look at Oprah instead and look at some flattering pants. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah. Pants that flatter all bodies. 
lies. Lies. <laughs> I need to go pants shopping so bad. Let's oh. talk. I mean, let's talk about if you tuned in last week, uh, you got to see the fisheye lens of my my thighs. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty sexy. Somebody on there said, don't change a thing. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. So it didn't it didn't fall on deaf eyes or whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to say there. But it's just like I felt like uh, I just I don't know. I need to go clothes shopping yeah. so bad. And I just what don't. What would you buy? But here's the thing. The other day we watched uh, While You Were Sleeping, the Sandra Bullock, uh, Bill Pullman classic, which I had not seen and is so sweet and so lovely and it's like my new favorite movie but sandy bullock's look in that that's me that's all i'm doing the whole time she's just like her hair is a mess and she's just wearing like a very large cable knit sweater and um and and a raincoat and i was like that's all i'm doing i don't care if we're done with covid it's i'm still doing cable knit sweaters and raincoats after this okay. that's where i feel like i'm at i get like hundreds of catalogs and i'm like okay if if money were no object, what would I buy? Yeah. Let's go through this catalog. I don't know what my... I used to really... I've always been a person that had kind of a... Um, an aesthetic oh a personal a, aesthetic. absolutely because you have you had like a very personal style yes always yes and a lot of that was like first I started in high school buying a lot of vintage clothes mm -hmm. and uh, so I wore a lot of you know 30s through 70s mm -hmm. gear um, then I gave up vintage clothing because it all like it would just all of a sudden disintegrate on you uh, at an inopportune moment yeah and or it would smell not of your smell mm -hmm. um, even if it was washed a lot itchy mm -hmm. vintage clothes are always itchy yeah so I I was like I'm never buying vintage again because it's just a disaster and so then I went like a lot of bold prints and a lot of classic shapes um, and bold fun jewelry lots of color yeah. yeah you've always done lots of color lots of like very stylish things no, none of it. It's just not, I know, I went through my closet and I'd like, nothing feels right anymore. Nothing feels like every time I go to get dressed, uh, I end up being like, I can't, I'm not this person anymore. Mm -mm. I'm not. We got our summer clothes totes out. And mm -hmm. so it's uh, a lot of things that I didn't end up wearing last year um, because it was COVID. And then a lot of things that I kind of bought during covid um and it, it all feels equally as wrong yeah i got my summer stuff out and i was like maybe it's just because all of this is like you know big heavy sweaters and stuff and if i get my summer stuff out instead i just kind of felt like uh i felt yeah. very self-conscious in my clothes me too and not for i know i've put on some weight and but that's the other thing is last time uh, after this, someone on my other my other live stream said after I made a paint and chat was like, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but it looks to me like 
Emma has put on some weight during COVID. And I was like, I posted a picture on Instagram and Twitter, like, good, good work, detective. Like, yeah, of course I have. I haven't been doing anything but sitting around and eating the fresh homemade bread Alex just made. I've definitely put also, on some who weight. Who hasn't put on some weight? I don't trust anybody who hasn't. If you haven't put on weight during COVID, it means you went to the gym the whole time and you're a maniac. And I don't have any time for that. I don't care for that at all. Yeah, so you it's know who like, didn't put on any weight during COVID? Drone boy. Drone, yeah. Rage Same monsters. Category. Yeah. People who people who refuse to wear a mask and can't be bothered uh, to stay home for anything. And so it's like, I mean, I yeah, maybe maybe you dealt with the stress of COVID by working out or whatever. I That's fine. I didn't. I did it by eating the delicious homemade chili oil uh, noodles that that Alex made. That's how I dealt with the that stress of this. Delicious. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Jocelyn, my he made he I'm OK. I have always been the person in the relationship that can cook. And I've never been with anybody who can cook before. And I, it is as good or better than being with somebody who's good at sex because I've always been with somebody who would like, I'm an amazing cook. Everything I make is so good. And people are always like, this is restaurant quality, but nobody ever cooks for me. And he made homemade um, Dan Dan noodles and he makes this like homemade chili oil. And I just, I just, it's so nice to have somebody cook for you. I mean, you know, cause Dave cooks all the time. Yeah, but it's he was incredible. the first person I ever dated who knew how to cook and didn't require like all sorts of coaching from me and yeah. suggestions and uh and dave doesn't he's working on the house a lot um but i had a couple of events this week where i wasn't home all day and then came home late and so he was in charge of cooking and i was like it's just such a relief to be like oh yeah get that out and then he can just make it yeah you know and he can make a salad to go with it yeah and you don't have to be like <laughs> So yeah, I would I I would not boil that, you know. Like usually, like the people I've been with, like literally, the, my last relationship, the only thing he knew how to make was spaghetti. That was it, and that's, I which ha is hate not, spaghetti. Not how to make. I mean, that's not a meal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like I like spaghetti, and I make well, like really a good, good spaghetti. spaghetti but, but like, but most people, it's like they pop open the ragu yeah. jar and they uh, boil the American Beauty noodles, and yeah. they're like, here you Here's go. He last night he made homemade tortillas and these fajitas that were like out of this world. And I was just I was just eating them and I was just like, I love this. And you know what? I love it so much more than I ever loved being skinny. So fuck off. So yeah, <laughs> great work pointing it out. I did gain some weight. I'm very happy, turns out. Mm -hmm. uh, that makes it so I don't uh and also it's so subjective it's so weird like our society is so weird about weight like i have a friend who is from Af afghanistan and every time i see him he would always be like he would be like somebody needs to feed you you're starving you're wasting away i worry for you why doesn't anybody love you you need to eat you need to eat every time i see him and he would always be like oh look at you you're so tiny you're so tiny and like finally the last time i saw him he was like someone loves you <laughs> and he was like finally you have a little weight a tiny bit a tiny tiny bit of weight and i was like it's so subjective because like to him i'm still like wasting away and he's like god let's let's try to fatten you up a little my god yeah, it's definitely. But everybody hears cultural. like, "Oh, you're not a hundred pounds. You don't look like a twee fourteen year old who just started puberty. You're gross." I hate it, Joss. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, well, well, I've definitely always hated it because I have never been thin. Not once in my life have I been thin. I was it's... born a chonker, and I'll die a chonker. <laughs> <laughs> even at my most fit, even when I've been the person who like ate one meal a day and exercised all the time. I just will never look like that. Yeah. And that's, you know, like one of my 
kids got like my family's body type and the other two definitely got their dad's um chonker as you said like he is a big ukrainian dude and he's always struggled with his weight and it's funny because now they've been kind of hassling my kids about being heavier and i'm like this is your genetics like what are you <laughs> mad like the kids are hefty boys like they're and that neither none of the neither one of them is fat they're just like they're thick people like those boys are gonna they're they should be digging ditches is what they should be doing you know whereas calvin kind of got my side of the family is like oh i'm skinny and i don't eat anything but jelly beans assholery you know but the other two henry's like how oh, what the fuck is this metabolism and i'm like that's that's the ukrainian in you for sure yeah i've always had a sloth metabolism and i feel like it, it's not just my metabolism it's just like i just operate on a slower plane like You're everything about me is just a little bit slower <laughs> i love that about you i feel like maybe that's one people reason people always the, you know the way that it comes out is that people say like oh you seem like a really relaxed person <laughs> you seem like you're like no no <laughs> you i always just but and that's I, that's because i'm waiting to have a reaction yeah <laughs> you I'm have a slow it. reaction it's the same amount of anxiety it's just a yeah, slower and build. i'm always like you really think that i'm really like chilled out as a person I think my voice is a little bit deeper. Yeah. I move a little bit slower and therefore I come across as like low anxiety. Yeah. You're like, what a <laughs> chill gal. And you're like, <laughs> so yeah. I feel the opposite where I feel like, um, I feel like I experience time differently than other people where for me, like a three minute wait is a an eternity. And I've always felt like, um, felt like that like that I experienced time like where I'm like let's go let's go let's go let's go and I'm very impatient and I have like a hummingbird mentality and also a very short attention span of about like four and a half seconds before it is like oh what you know so yeah and the people uh I'm a very anxious person and here's here let's do a this week in moms that I cannot get over uh, this week, my mom, we were talking to her and my dad and my mom says, you know, I'm not really a very anxious person. And I was like, what, what, what? No, I'm not letting that slide past us. Pause the entire conversation. You think you're not an anxious person? And she was like, I'm not, I'm not an anxious person. And I was like, do you really believe, like, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but do you really believe that about yourself? And she was like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not like an anxious person. I don't worry a lot. And I was like, we used to do fire drills when I was a child where in the middle of the night you would come and wake us up and we would have to crawl out of the house blind. We had blindfolds next to our bed <laughs> to practice fire drills that we would have to put on and crawl out of the house in the middle of the night in the dark to make sure that we could get out during a fire. I was like, that's anxious shit. And she was like, that's safety shit. And I was like, you're <laughs> crazy. And it's so funny to me. I can't, like I keep bringing it up to her and she does not think it's funny and she's totally insulted because that I think she's anxious but I just cannot get over I was like mom we are like the most anxious family in the world like when we went to uh when we went camping all together it took us uh like 45 minutes to plan to take a 10 minute walk like down to the beach like it took us 45 minutes of planning of like what clothes to bring whether or not we should bring food who brought sunscreen does everybody have a windbreaker like my aunts and my mom regularly pack for a day trip they pack they pack like two weeks worth of food i was like we're not 
chill people. So this makes me wonder because um, I was thinking about this just the other day when we had this big we had this big event and we you know there's like all these moving parts to what we're doing and it's a big family thing and my like we were all assigned tasks and I was supposed to help with lunch on the second day and so I was like doing all my morning chores that I was supposed to be helping with and then I walked into the kitchen and the kitchen is like a level of disaster that I can't even describe like there was three separate mayonnaise containers all open and in one place and then in another place there was the mayonnaise and the mustard apparently for this section and there was just plates and dishes and things like bubbling on the stove and it was so chaotic and I was just like, I cannot even work in this space. Like, I'm supposed to be helping with this. And all I can think about is this is a disaster. Yeah. There's no way that, would, that this can That be would make me nuts. And this is how my mom functions. Like, she, she's not worried about it. She was a little frazzled because my dad had told her, like, dinner or lunch is right now. And she actually had, like, 45 minutes. So she was kind of hurried. But this is how she lives her life. The refrigerator, so I just started to kind of pick things up and she has this plastic bin that's made out of that plastic that it's like that clamshell plastic, that really flimsy plastic mm -hmm. that you get like a, like um, lettuce in or something. So she has that and you have to lay down the condiments in this plastic bin and slide it onto the shelf in order to get them in there. Like this is the plan, like this rather than making the condiments on a shelf where they fit she's come up with this plastic bin plan this i mean clamshell she's <laughs> and it, there's like stuff spilled in it so then i had to like clean it out before i laid the condiments that leak all over it back into it and i just know that if i said to her i don't understand like i i can't understand how you can do something so monumental and be so inefficient yeah like the fact that you wouldn't get all organized and all set up but that you would just like launch into this and be working in this space and i know she would like it would just kill her if i said anything yeah. but i was like what is this where we can't even see our own like completely <laughs> dysfunctional dysfunction yeah like this complete lack of like because i feel like if you said to your mom you're so messy when you cook. She'd be like, no, I'm not. No, I, I'm not. I'm not messy when I cook. And you're like, oh, you don't know that. You don't know well, that. Well, and she is the one who is constantly asserting how she's, and she always is. She's constantly cleaning because my dad cooks in the kitchen and he's a big mess. But that she could even start working in that space yeah. and not realize like she's the exact same as my dad. She's she's living in it and she can't even see it. And I, uh, so I was thinking like, I, I wonder what the things about my personality that I hold to so staunchly you're like, no, no, no. are completely wrong. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm maybe I have some, some spots now that I don't realize, but um, one for me that was years and years ago that I didn't realize about myself that I was really shocked by was we were all sitting around 
playing uh, a board game, me and a big group of friends and my partner at the time. And um, one of my friends made a joke about how I was really competitive. And I was like, I'm not competitive. And everybody was like, what? And I was like, oh, no, I'm like the least competitive person in the world. And they were like, you're so competitive that if a game is cooperative, you're like, but should we also have a little bet on the side? They were like, you're the most competitive person. I was like, and at the time I was so flummoxed and I was like, I'm not a competitive person because I'm not, because that's kind of true in a way. Like, I don't really care if, okay, don't even give me, did you see the look? <laughs> hey, you're producing, okay, not judging. I'm going to defend this position because I feel like I'm the same way. I have like five minutes after it's over, I could care less. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm competitive in the moment as it's happening. Yeah. And I think we had we were probably raised in a similar way, which is that we when we think about competitiveness, it's in regards to sports. And I never played sports, and so when people talked about like somebody being competitive, it was always in relation to sports. And so I never thought of myself as being competitive because I didn't play sports. Yeah. And so then, but I'm competitive about absolutely everything. Yeah. I will make anything a competition. Yeah, and it's not so, and it's not just like. I'm competitive at things I know I'm bad at. So <laughs> yeah. like mini golf, I'm so bowling. Bowling, the last time we went bowling, I bowled a 71 with gutters in. Like right. they put the things in for me. <laughs> but like still, I'm really competitive. And I'm like, and I, I, it's because I like to talk shit. Yeah. It's because I like to compete. I like to be like, oh, you're going down. You're an idiot. That's da, da, da. for me the most fun That's part the fun is the shit talking. And one time at a festival, uh, I was at this festival in Nebraska and um, I was there. I was with a big group of comedians I'd never met. And they had us the very first thing when we all got in, they made us go play mini golf together. And so I was like talking a bunch of shit and like teasing people. And me and this other comedian, Maggie, we were like hassling people and stuff. And years later, this comedian, Rob, uh, Hayes was like, yeah, I didn't like you because at mini golf, you were such a monster. And I was like, I got the lowest score of everybody. Like, I obviously didn't care. He was like, yeah, but you were talking so much shit to everybody. And I was like, that's fair. When you put it like that, that sounds like I'm the worst person. And same, like I play a lot of like online chess and a, like a lot of things that I'm not necessarily that good at, but I love to talk shit. You know, I just love to be like, yeah. I'm the same way. I don't have to be good at it. And, and I do hate to lose. Do you hate to lose? I, I don't actually care. Like, I I, I guess, I, guess I, yeah. I, I, you know, like, I don't want to lose. But if I lose, I'm like, whatever. Let's play something else. Yeah. And um, it, it's weird because um, I either, I either am, depending on my mood, uh, I, I either feel pretty chill about it because I feel like um, – Losing is an important part of the game. Like, I just like to play. I just like to play the game. I don't really care win or lose. And then sometimes Alex and I will be playing something. Like, for a while when we were playing chess, um, he, he would beat me. And I would, I would be like, I can't talk to you for like an hour. I'm so mad I can't talk to you. I'm livid. And I would be like, literally like, get away from me. Get away from me right now. I need some time alone. Because I would get so furious. Not so much about, I don't know, just like, I, I'm not even really sure why it makes me so mad. Alex, fix the dogs. There's nothing that can be done. But they are so annoying. Go throw them pepperonis. Um, That's... 
so I was raised in a really competitive family. My dad was extremely competitive and he was extremely competitive with us kids. And so we would play board games and he never did the thing like where you let your kids win, where you like give them any kind of an advantage. Absolutely not. Alex Satterly shit right there. He loves to teach the kids a game. And then the very first time they play it, play it annihilate them. <laughs> right like there's no like oh, we'll softball you through this he's just like there 106 to 4 <laughs> now you know what it feels like to play yeah i swear Scrabble. my dad had four kids <laughs> so he could crush them at monopoly <laughs> and like and just gloat he yeah. was such a gloater and it was like he knew he had the advantage he had the skills he had the experience and it was like so <laughs> pleasurable for him to just beat us all and so he's a that's, gloater, huh? That's he was really a funny. Big gloater. <laughs> and so that's the kind of environment I was raised in. And it didn't matter if it was like a snowball fight or a board game or a race on the beach or like yeah. whatever. My dad was gonna make it a competition. And so th- I didn't realize that not everybody was raised like that. <laughs> oh, I know exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I did like there was a there was a time in in um <laughs> in grad school where I had like regular board game nights and somebody actually like like a guy that I was in classes with left my house in tears Amazing. and was saying like this is why calling me like <laughs> <laughs> told me that I was a bully <laughs> and I was like but isn't it sanctioned at <laughs> game night that you can bully others You're and a he sanctioned was- bully <laughs> He wasn't wrong. Like yeah. I was oh. bullying. I love I love to bully during a game night. And I don't mind being bullied back. No. That's what I'm there for. I'm here to be bullied. I'm here to bully. If you're just kind of somebody who's like, "Well, I just I just like I just like to spend time with my friends. Get the fuck out of my house. Get the fuck out of my house. You're not here to spend time with friends. You're here to win. You're here to lose. You're here to take names. That's yeah. one thing I, I think I fell in love with Alex so hard was because he um, he's like Mr. Board Games and he plays a ton of different games, but he's also Dr. Rules. Dr. Rules is in the house. The kids and I always tease him because like one little thing, it will be like, well, I don't know if, you know, if something happens, do we pass? And we're all like, yeah, pass. And he's like, um, actually it looks like, and he'll always get the rules out and go through and like make sure you're doing it right, which I appreciate so much. But also like he's a he's really good at games and I think I I love to be with somebody and I love having friends who are actually like really good at board games and really fierce about it and like get really into it and like I think that that's like yeah you can play checkers with somebody and kind of check I actually can't play checkers it's too <laughs> emotional it's too emotional for me the last time I played checkers I started I like was like I have to go for a walk and I'm gonna cry I hate checkers there's there's something about checkers that's very hard for me. Do you know what? So I have a vintage board game collection, which I love to play these old board games. They're ridiculous and weird. But because we moved and a lot of the board games went into boxes, we haven't had many of them out to play. And actually just last weekend, we got the board game boxes down and like switched out the games that we had oh, available. Nice. Have you played Uno Flip though? Um, I have played Uno Flip. Uno Flip is evil. Yeah. That game is evil. That tears like, families you apart. hate Uno. <laughs> yeah. Like, I hate Uno. I don't want to play Uno. Yeah. I really don't want to play Uno Flip, but I will get, like, so sucked into Uno Flip. And, yeah. like, it's one of those games where, like, I'm desperate to crush somebody, and you're so close, and then, like, 
all of a sudden you're drawing 10 or something. Yeah. Oh. Uno is Uno is a tough one too because in my experience, every place you go has different Uno rules. Um, not so much with Uno Flip, but just the game of Uno. Like every family has different Uno rules. And uh, I'm a big believer that like wherever you are, you play that version of Uno. You don't try to impose your own Uno rules, but Uno Flip has like another layer of viciousness to it. So that Uno, vicious. you can play Uno casually a little bit easier. Uno Flip, nah, no, no. We've yeah. been playing um, Wingspan. Alex got himself, he's wanted this game Wingspan for forever. Um, and it's very fun. You're, it's, it's, he wanted, it was really cute. He got it and we set it up and it looked like a lot at first. And I was kind of like, oh God, so many pieces. But it's actually pretty simple. And we ended up playing like all morning. Yesterday we played all day basically <laughs> because it's so addicting and so fun. And, um, and it's very competitive. But it was cute because I post I put up a picture on uh, Instagram of us playing, and I swear to God, a naked picture of me wouldn't have gotten more play. <laughs> like so many messages from I was even like, I guess this is my fan base is board game players. So many dudes being like, that game's so fucking fun. Have you guys gotten the expansion oh, yet? Jesus Christ, you guys need to get it. It's super super fun, and it's really I feel like Bodie would enjoy it too. Yeah. My kids I don't think would play it. Maybe maybe Henry, but. Um, they it's super 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 fun and we played it like three times today we just can't stop playing it it's set up on the kitchen table we're not moving it <laughs> wingspan stays we're not doing dinner anymore yeah, it's all that's wingspan awesome that's really awesome we play um there's a game from the 50s that's uh parker brothers spring loaded oh what is it spring loaded something game spring loaded bar game or something it's called booby trap Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And so it's these little tiny pieces that all fit together. And then there's the spring. And if you pull one out, it's kind of like an early operation. Like yeah. if you pull one out and then they they pop. Um, so it's, I like those adrenaline games. Yeah. The adrenaline board game. Um, we've been playing, um, oh gosh, what is it even called? Uh, it's Oh, it's the London Underground, the London game, the London game. Oh, okay. And you have to take different routes through the underground with different cards. Oh, that's that one's fun. really fun. We play a lot of Ticket to Ride. Which oh, is, I love Ticket, Ticket to Ride. Ticket to Ride is so fun. And in fact, I was looking for Ticket to Ride. I wanted to get that one out. That's a good it's like, so spring fun. game. It's really cute. One of the his family is so fun. That's what they do when they get together. Is they board game like crazy. And when uh, his mom and grandma, when we went up there, we literally played Ticket to Ride like all day, every day for like several like for the whole weekend. I was just like, oh, I love this. This is perfect. Ticket to Ride is a really good one. We also have been playing the Sherlock Holmes game. Oh, that's like Clue, only you have to determine the motive. It's super fun. You that go around and is you, great. You, solve, you solve the cases together and you have to do it before Sherlock Holmes. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm a big... That actually, and you know what? If you like adrenaline games, I feel like I... So, um, is am I getting this right? Arthur got it for Henry, uh, Break the Ice. So Arthur wanted to get Henry break the ice for Christmas. And I was like, well, that's like a baby game. It's for like little kids. And he was like, no, 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 no. I'm going to get him break the ice. And I was like, fine. So, or Henry got it for Arthur. And I was like, well, it's kind of a game for little kids. And he's like, no, no, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. So then they got it and they played it nonstop. And it, and I, I was like, you guys are ridiculous. And then I played around and I was like, all right, break the ice. Like it is like, you're like so adrenaline inspired in it. And it's really fun. You got to get break the ice and wingspan, I think, yeah. for this household. Yeah, we have another one called Avalanche, which is the board is set up at an angle and Ooh. held up with a pencil. Ooh. It didn't used to be held up with a pencil, but that's how it works now. <laughs> Put um, 
you like all these marbles and it's like a plinko game Ooh, that sounds really so fun. you have to put your marbles in and you can put as many marbles as you want but uh you're, you're trying to get them to go through the plinko machine and then fill up your board yeah but then they'll get stuck so you like have to very strategically plan your Ooh, i like your marbles that sounds really fun it's really fun that sounds like a good one and then all of a sudden it will just like avalanche and you'll get all of the that's marbles. satisfying so satisfying so satisfying yeah nothing like the sound of marbles on plastic mm. <laughs> yeah well, that's kind of we you know this is alex's first week being unemployed and uh i feel like just, if i was ever unemployed i'd be playing a lot of board that's games. that's what we've been doing is playing board games and he's gonna he starts his freelance bullshit next week and but I was like, take a week off. Yeah, like it's totally fine. Take a week off, recover from that job, and kind of get your your head back on. You know, like I've I've been retired basically for <laughs> years. I mean, not trying to be, still trying to be productive and do things. But it's you know, when you can't do your job, it's kind of weird. So it's such yeah. a weird. I was thinking, um, one of another one of my favorite clubs closed in the country, and it's so sad to me because so on. April Fool's Day, this club I do not like uh, that is terrible, that is so sexist. The manager there is awful to women. Um, the last time I headlined there, there were titty, like naked titty posters all over the wall and literally a book called Why Women Suck sitting in the green room. And there was a man living in the green room dressed as a tele, who dressed as a Teletubby. I don't know. That's not a furry. I'm not sure. Is somebody a furry still if they're dressed as a Teletubby? A tubby, maybe? I don't know. Living in the green room and the whole thing smelled terrible. And I got in trouble because I went and bought some like scented candles because it smelled like ass and they're so bad. And they got like so mad at me for like bringing scented candles and like girling the place up, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, that place on April on April 1st, they posted that they were going out of business and that they weren't they were going to be closed and i was like well at least one fucking good thing has come of covid this terrible club where like you know i was i was supposed to do 45 minutes and i did 46 and the guy screamed at me even though the headliner like the week before was like i did 90 it was really great and like was just so terrible to women i was like at least this place is closing and then like 20 minutes later like april fools we're booking blah 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 through blah 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 and they've been open all through covid and it's just like all the places i loved doing comedy who are respectful of covid are gone and that place is still open that place is going to mm -hmm. be there forever just keep chugging along with the titty posters and the yeah 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 just exactly. forever oh we didn't we still haven't even gotten any like deaths that were no really worth it make it all worth it although matt gates going down i feel like is going to make up for a lot for me like watching matt it's not gates, going fast enough it's for not me. and he's like not ashamed enough i want to see him do the public walk of shame of like i want the apology where he's like i really let everybody down <laughs> Um, I'm really that sorry. He's never gonna make an apology. No. He's never gonna pay for his for whatever he's done. I know that's my worry in this. You know, is, so he'll have gonna... like a mo he'll have six months out of you know, and then he'll start work at Fox News. He, exactly, he'll, make, he'll just be a lobbyist. You know, a and million dollars a year. Yeah, he'll be fine, and he already has money. He comes from a rich family. Like, what are we gonna do to that guy? Yeah, nothing. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. Dating teenagers. I have a baseball thing for you. Oh, really? Yes. So did you see the thing I I tweeted the other day about Rube Waddell? Mm -mm. Okay, so I fell down kind of a rabbit hole after that because 
Um, somebody had tweeted and I retweeted it. Um, but then I kind of started reading about this guy and I could not stop reading about him. So he was like a, a baseball player in like, I think the thirties or forties. Um, but he was like really known for being just sort of this wild character. Like during games, he would sometimes just wander off the field. I was even like, man, to have lived in a time where you could do your job and just be <laughs> bad at it and just be, because he was talented enough, they were just like, oh, what a, what a character. But he would just like wander off the field or people would bring puppies to games because you could distract him uh, by waving a puppy around and he would run off from second base and go over and pet the puppies. And one time during, um, during the off season, he didn't show up for training and they never could find him. And they were like, I don't know what happened to him. Maybe he died. And then he showed up, uh, at the first day of, uh, like the season and was like, Oh no, I was in the circus. I was wrestling alligators <laughs> for the season. So I'm in good shape. So don't worry about it. And there's, there's like a whole bunch of stories about how like he would, he would get bored in the outfield. And so he would just lay down and take a nap, like all these things. And it, it was so funny. And I want you to look him up. He's such a character. And I feel like honestly, if there was more of that in baseball, I'd probably watch because well, if you're interested in those kinds of shenanigans, you should watch the documentary called, I think it's called The Battered Bastards of Baseball. And it's about the Portland Mavericks, who was, they were like a, a major league team, but just peripherally. So there was all this wrangling about the major league mm -hmm. in like the late 60s, early 70s, like who got to be a team, what you had to do. And it was this completely like upstart, obnoxious team. And they got... All these crazy players, like players who were way too old, you know, some farm boy came to open tryouts, had open tryouts, and it was, um, the team was managed by Bing, um, who's Goldie Hawn's not, not husband? Yeah, Russell. Bing Russell. So it was, Weird. so it was <laughs> Kurt Russell's dad and Kurt Russell played on the team what? for part of the time. Yeah. And Bing Russell was this totally outsized character who was like constantly carrying around a beer. Like Funny. in every interview, he's just got a beer. <laughs> but it's a really, really fun. I, that sounds fun. Fun documentary about this absurd baseball team and all the things that they would do. I love that. To like get attention. And, and it made me fall in love with baseball all over again. And it really made me want to be a Portland Mavs fan and they are no longer in existence. That's too bad. <laughs> yeah. I'll just get a, a hat and people ask me about it. Well, it was funny cause it reminded me of, you know, um, with Calvin, I made him try like every single sport because um, one of his neurologists had been like, you know, it could, sometimes like kids with autism can really click with something and it can, that can be like really helpful. It'll help them make friends, blah, blah, blah. So I made him try like wrestling and soccer. I made him do everything. And he was, and I made him do t-ball and um, he was so, he was always so good natured about everything, even though he had no interest in sports at all. And t-ball was my favorite because they had this ridiculous coach who was very into it. Like, T-ball is not not baseball, okay? It is not. It's just a bunch of children, like too young to play baseball. But the coach was super into it. And Henry was on the same team. They played for two years with their cousin was on the same team too. And um, their cousin is very sporty, like very talented, very smart. Hi, Bodie. We saw you weeding earlier, you good boy. Look at you. This is Alex, Alex Bodie. Um, but anyway, so he, he would be... Calvin was like this character, this Rube uh, Waddell. He would 
just be out in outfield, like picking flowers and rolling around in cartwheels. And the coach would be like, Calvin, focus up, focus up, eye on the ball. And Calvin would be like, no, thank you. And he was just such a kid. Like he would go to bat and the, they, you know, would put the ball on there. And then he would wander around shaking everybody's hands and like, like just go do his own thing completely. And it was so sweet. And, and I always thought it was funny. And same with wrestling. He doesn't like to be touched. So when they would go to, to at wrestling, when they would go to wrestle, he would always back up and go, oh, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> like most of his wrestling was just like, mm-mm, mm-mm. no, 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 no. me because you can't touch me. You can't me. touch me. You can't touch me. No touch. And he was so, he was so little and he was so cute, but it just reminded me of that, like, just out there, you know, petting puppies. The coach is like, Get well, I have here. to say, I mean, that's really one of the reasons that I I do still love baseball is because every single person that plays baseball is a character. Mm-hmm. And so when you watch a team, you get to know everybody's personality. And there are such outsized personalities that play baseball. So I watch I it see that. for, it's like the, for the drama. <laughs> it's for the drama. It's, it's like so wrestling. dramatic. Yeah, I like know? that. And uh, they'll be really nice guys, really friendly guys, really funny guys. Um, I mean, I wish that it was, you know, more inclusive and women could play (laughs) because I think that would make it even more interesting. But I have always watched baseball for the people. I I should start watching baseball because that I could get on board with. And the names. They all have crazy names. They have crazy nicknames. Yeah. You know? Um, Yeah. Seems like a fun sport. I could be into it. Yeah. I could be into it. I love it. I love it. I, I also love it because love it's that something it. that I can watch while I'm doing other things. So I can keep track of everything. And there's a baseball game every single day. So if you miss one game, ah, oh, whatever. well, it's on tomorrow. <laughs> That's what my, my stepdad always used to watch the World Series just because he liked to check in. Yeah. He just liked to check in and see I what baseball was doing. the World doing. Series. That's actually got, what got me back into baseball was that I would watch the world series and then i was like why am i only watching the world series yeah why am i not watching this all summer long <laughs> and now i watch spring training all the way i love how much you love baseball it's like it's like your dog voice that you do just such an unexpected <laughs> thing because like you you were always like girly vintage clothes and then a huge baseball fan and yeah. i just love that yeah. i think it's I so really adorable. i'm the biggest baseball fan i know yeah you are you're the biggest baseball fan i know and for sure so few baseball fans <laughs> i was like oh my god you watch baseball can i talk to you I, I, dave's the only person that i know really other than um a few like per- very peripheral people that I'll see every once in a while, and we always talk about baseball. But I don't, I don't know anybody. It's not like football I love where, a like, baseball a whole, game. Like, everybody in your town watches it. Yeah. See, like I love a baseball game. Like a football game is fine. It's fine. It's a fall evening. It's, I'll eat a hot dog anywhere. You know, that's how I've always felt about sports. So if you take me somewhere, I'll eat a hot dog. Oh, I don't sure. mind it. Yeah. But like I gotta go. Uh, the one, not the last time I was in Chicago, but the time before. Um, uh, just a fan of mine, a total sweetie, was like, "Hey, I have." really good tickets to the Cubs. Do you guys want to come? And it was some big game. I don't know what it was, but we got to go and it was so fun. And I was even like, all right, I guess I'm a Cubs fan because this is the only baseball game. Uh, And then since then I've been to a Dodgers game and I just like, like, baseball is the funnest thing to go to you know you saw that the hawks here the boise hawks are having open tryouts i did we I could s- go we could go i was actually like I what said if it we to went? dave i was like please can you just go to the tryouts i just want to watch you go to for the me tryouts. For it's me. a sex thing it's fine if you need to have it be a sex thing it's fine it's a sex thing but no but i have to give kudos also to major league baseball because it's one of the few sports affiliations that's been 
100% behind Black Lives Matter. And uh, and they just moved the All-Star game from Georgia. They're like, nope, sorry. Mm-hmm. Because they know who their players are and they know who their fans are. And you can't be like, I mean, I'm sure there's still plenty of racists in baseball and usually in baseball management. And there isn't enough, you know, uh, people of color in, in positions of, you know, in higher positions. Um, but th- I feel like they've made a concerted effort to uh modernize yeah you know that's how i've been watching uh, so much stuff about the wnba and that's the same thing i started watching women's basketball just because i'm like well i want to support you guys seem really rad you seem amazing and you seem to be one of the only organizations like really giving a shit about your players and trying to do the right thing socially so i'm a big baseball fan now and a big women's basketball (laughs) fan as well those are the two things i watch yeah and that's it yeah. I feel like we should go try out for the Boise Hawks. Why not? <laughs> you know, I played a little softball and they always said, I can't catch anything, but I'm a pretty good hitter, is what they always I told me. I just said to Dave the other day, I feel like I I feel like I should have been encouraged to play baseball because I am so competitive and I feel yeah, like you it's been the great. kind of sport where I, where you don't have to be necessarily like a natural athlete like there's a lot of people playing baseball who are um, you can walk around with a beer in your hand (laughs) apparently yeah you can be pretty fat and short yeah you can be pretty tall and thin you can be you can be a lot of different people to play baseball and i feel like i i could have done that what if we put together a league a little (laughs) or like a team and we've made a little softball we just what if we started doing what if we had a couples skate softball team oh man and we we would we got into the city league so bad and i would love it It so i think it sounds like (laughs) the funnest thing in the world we would just be shit talking i always would be like in fear and then they'd play us and they'd be like wow they're so bad hey i love how that one per that one girl when somebody hits the ball she just crouches that's what i i don't like thinking coming towards me i just do the like yeah ah. and i'll swing at anything yeah yeah i can't tell it's a good good throw bad throw i'd swing at anything too i think that sounds fun i would yeah. be into it yeah i think it sounds great all right okay. all well, right if you want to be part of the couple skate league um i'm not sure what the audition process is for baseball, process for baseball. <laughs> send us a headshot um can you afford your uniform? I guess that's probably where we're at right now for yeah. audition. What's your shoe situation right yeah. now? Yeah, you have <laughs> cleats. I'm assuming this is a sports thing, so probably cleats. Yeah, that always makes me think. Like, so Henry wanted to play play football, and you know, I dated a couple pro football players who had told me I would never let my kid play high school football ever, ever. It's there's so many head injuries, blah blah blah. There's so many injuries, and so I had told them like, hey, you know, I really don't want you to play. Um, I just, I just think, you know, there's, it's like a really macho environment, blah, 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 blah. And he like fought me and fought me and we argued. And I said, it's your, it's your body. It's your life. You obviously do what you want, but like, I don't really want you to play football. And he was in it for about two months before he was like, this is a lot of running. This is more running. I was going to rebel against my mom, but I did not realize it was going to be mostly running and, uh, didn't end up getting to play a whole lot because he jumped on a teacher's couch and did what what in our family has become sort of a famous two swoops of the millie hop no did i get it wrong again what's the dance called what's it called millie wop the millie millie rock i don't know it's a dance the kids were doing for a while he told me he got in trouble with his teacher for jumping on her couch and doing two swoops of the millie rock and the coach told him he had to apologize and he was like i'm not apologizing for my body i'm not apologizing for how i dance 
No way. So he didn't play him for the rest of the season. So he did all the running and then didn't get to play because wow. he refused to apologize. Wow. And I was like, well. Bodie played on the flag football team. Flag seems fine. Um, Yeah, unless you have to go to all those games oh, yeah. as a parent and drive to Emmett. Yeah. And uh, CUNA and all those places and sit in the open field and... You know, I've never understood football. I've never followed football. I've, I think I, I've maybe watched one football game all the way through. It's very boring to it's me. It's so boring. And obviously There's I've so been much, with enough... I mean, like when people talk about baseball being boring, I'm oh. like, but have you seen football though? Football's so boring. They're always stopping. It's like everything just yeah, stops. All the stopping. It's funny because uh, I've people are always like, you just have to have somebody explain it to you. I'm a... I've dated men. You know, I've had plenty of men explain football to me. Professional men explain it. I understand football. I just think it's really boring. I understand it. I don't People like, get it. My, it's funny. The last person who explained it to me was like, no, no, no. What you got to know about football is it's like a game of chess. Chess is also boring. I don't know if you know that. Watching people play chess is also very boring. Like, give me baseball any day. At least you're supposed to like fall asleep during baseball like you're supposed to just hang out and drink beer and eat a hot dog football yeah. you're like i gotta pay attention to the downs no yeah and do a couple of loads of laundry what's the problem yeah you don't just sit there the whole time no yeah so anyway it's that that's basically flag football is just the same it's without the tackling so i found it pretty boring but he loved it and and it was nice for him to be on a team of some kind but i'm yeah. really glad i didn't end up with sports oh. kid man one of the biggest gifts my kids ever gave me was being bad at sports yeah. like we I because I was always like I want him to try everything I want him to like and we like we did soccer for a year and my kids were like I hate this and I was like yeah <laughs> hell yeah because I have friends whose kids are good at soccer and that is every you know it's like 6 a.m practices and Saturdays you're out there sitting in the cold all day all day it's long awful. driving here driving uh, bless, there bless my clumsy ass kids <laughs> Love it. Love that. Yeah. yeah. Bodie likes to ride a skateboard. Perfect. Yeah. I do not my have kids to be too. My kids in skate. That. That's enough. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Skateboarding's perfect. Mm -hmm. they, my two of my kids skateboard, and it's like a perfect is a solitary activity. <laughs> you, the the gear is fairly cheap. You know. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah. Agreed. Well, do you got anything else? What do you got on your list there? <clears throat> what do we got for time, producer? Or, uh, do we have any comments that we should answer, or just some weird mean stuff about? our bodies or <laughs> usually not mean stuff usually we get a whole lot of like milf action etc um oh did we talk about throwing away the apple no <laughs> so i'm like so insistent when i pack Bodie's lunch that i put an apple in there like a piece of fruit yeah and i was thinking about it the other day like i for sure for sure threw away my apple every single day for my entire childhood <laughs> did you <laughs> oh yeah i'm not gonna eat that and i just and i'm sure that he does the same thing and yet i feel like it's my right as a person who threw away the apple to now provide my child yeah, it's not just your right it's your <laughs> obligation you're paying you have to pay that forward <laughs> like i go and i buy the apples i pick out the apples i put the apples in there and i'm like and he's just throwing he's it for away. sure just tossing these <laughs> i i always put in um a little bag of carrots and a little bag of celery in arthur's lunch and one day i said um because I, I was like, hey, can you bring the bags back? Because I try to reuse the bags. Mm -hmm. You know, I wash them and reuse them. I don't want to give you new bags every day. 
And then I was kind of like, are you even, I mean, honestly, are you even eating those? Um, if you're not, I'm going to stop packing. And he goes, no, no, I don't ever eat them. I've never eaten them, but I tread them for a pudding every day. And I was like, oh, great. What That's fantastic. What? I know. I was like, what more, what weird moron are you trading celery for a pudding snack? I mean, I don't want to eat pudding either, but. I do. I love a pudding. <laughs> I would, I would have killed for a pudding in my lunch. I see. I was an, I would eat my apples. I, but I. My stepdad very sweetly packed me a lunch every day of high school because I I would get really hungry. So I would eat, a, I would like eat my lunch at break and then also buy a school lunch or go out to eat or whatever. But he every day packed a lunch and every day ate the whole thing. And it was always a sandwich and an apple and some carrot sticks. And he always, every day made me a lunch. I just always thought that was so sweet. You don't have to do that for a stepkid. That's really sweet. It's really yeah, sweet. That's really, my dad packed all four of us kids a lunch every single day for the entirety of our uh, school careers. Yeah. And I was always mostly humiliated by my lunch because, so my dad owned a fish market and so he had these long plastic bags, these long clear oh. plastic bags. And so at the very bottom, he would put like a truffle chocolate and then he would put a twist tie and then he would put <laughs> the sandwich, was which was always like lamb or roast chicken and he he owned a grocery and so there was um which now i think about it, it this wasn't the thing in the 80s which was the like fancy greens it looked like weeds and it actually had flower petals in it oh wow yeah and so i had this weird like lamb sandwich on homemade bread with with weeds and then another twist tie and then a half of an apple and a twist tie. So it was like this tube of food. Oh my God. <laughs> it's funny because like as a child, I can just sense how humiliating that was. As an adult, you're like, what a sweet lunch, you know? Like, Oh my God. What every day I'm like, I lovely... sure wish I had one of those lunches from yeah. my childhood that I chucked. Yeah. <laughs> that every day you were too embarrassed to eat because people might think you ate weird food. Yeah. Like all I wanted was, could I just have a peanut butter and jelly Can we just have white bread? On white bread. Could mm -hmm. I please just have a Twinkie? Could I please? No, it was always some like- Like this fucking guy. <laughs> that was his childhood. Pop-Tart, soda in the fridge. What? His family, Alex's family. That, I always I always talked about how he had a Pop-Tart childhood because they just had soda in the fridge. Never. I, we never, we didn't even have soda in the we house ever. We got root beer once a year same, in same. the summer for a special occasion. Yep. For like a root beer float. Like exactly. literally once a year. Exactly. You got to have a root beer. And like we never had white bread. We didn't even get stuff like Ritz crackers because it had no. white flour. No, we, we never got No, no, no. And then no you, packaged food. No packaged food. And all like you said, the homemade bread that was like, it wasn't rye, but why was it that color then? <laughs> why was it such a, how'd you get it such a dark brown? What yeah, was that? It, I didn't have sesame seeds. And like everything in the had bread. seeds. Yeah. Everything <laughs> had seeds and nuts. And yeah, every, every food we ate was definitely like the most hippie level, embarrassing, um, like a weird, I remember one time coming home and being super excited because I thought that my mom had gotten um, Capri Suns because there was like these foil things in the fridge and I was like so thrilled. And then I opened it and it was that my lesbian aunts who lived with us had gotten these like soy mush drinks and they were in there and I was like, I'm drinking one. I'm going to try one because it was chocolate flavored and it was like wheatgrass and soy chocolate mush. And I was like, I wish I was Mormon. I would just be eating marshmallows right now. 
was so traumatizing. Yeah. So hard to have healthy, loving parents who and pack I you a healthy very, lunch. And I very, very um, confidently now pack that same kind of a yeah. lunch for my son. See? You know, if there's a piece of roast chicken that I can slice thin. Oh. I mean, I just... And he's like, God, could you just get bologna? Yeah. <laughs> See, Can I, I have pepper jack ever? God. I must have just swung too hard the other way because I just like, like, you know what's in my cupboard right now that my mother would die? Chef Boyardee. Yeah, Calvin likes the lasagna. I get it for him because I never got to have it as a child and my child is going to have Chef Boyardee. Mm. I'm not proud of that decision. It's just where we ended up, you know, emotionally. Yeah. Well, Bodhi did have mac and cheese today because I had to yeah. go by the bakery on overland and get bread we were out of bread and dave hadn't baked anything well he did but we i took it all out to Jeez, my family dave. this weekend and um so we needed some bread and so we do keep an occasional box of amy's yeah mac and cheese my kids prefer that i bought yeah. them the cheap I think stuff it's better and they are like no 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 get us the get us the hippie shit they like it a lot better but we never had mac and cheese when i was a kid when i would go to people's houses that was like the first thing i'd walk in and be like do you have a mac and cheese mm -hmm. could you have a nintendo we're best friends. There's plenty of people who only feed their their kids mac and cheese. And I know like many, many of my friends yeah. <laughs> feed their kids only macaroni and cheese, um, chicken strips. Yeah. Um, PB&J. Like they just don't even try. Look at, look how great this one turned out. I know. I feel like Pop it would be childhood. so much easier. Yeah. Way easier. And turns out they grow up We fine. only ever ate what my parents were eating. There wasn't yeah. like options. There was no There wasn't food. like kid food. There was never what, any. what are the kids having for dinner? Like the kids are having dinner with the parents. Yeah. Uh, they're having squash tacos with the rest of us <laughs> is what they're doing. We try to do that with my kids and my kids are just like, oh my God. I mean, they used to do that. Like a year ago, everybody started asserting their their manhood and nobody eats squash tacos at my house anymore so. Bodhi eats it but he does this <laughs> <laughs> that's how he was eating his salad last night and i was like yep you're not gonna say one fucking word you're yep. just gonna eat your salad and guess what it has in it hearts of palm <laughs> <laughs> enjoy your hearts of palm child <laughs> that's funny henry i had told him i had put squash and spaghetti or something yeah it was spaghetti and he was like i'm not eating this and i was like well alex is taking everybody to dairy queen and if you don't eat the squash you can't have dairy queen and he was like yeah right and then he didn't go to get to go to dairy queen and he was like i can't believe you i can't believe you i'm 15 you can't keep me from going to dairy queen because i didn't eat squash i was like looks like i can looks like i can looks like i'm still the law see next see time you're willing to squash. test that again yeah maybe when you're 16 we'll see yeah, we'll see who's the man now who's the man well i have to pee so bad we have to be done because okay. i'm about to wet my pants but this is a fun one yeah lots of barking dogs cheeping birds the crow went away yeah, our producer was here kept us on track the whole time my god yeah now he get, now he's just like thinking how he's gonna get all those dog sounds out yeah he's got to edit those out somehow yeah we'll see yeah. We'll all right see. all right well. all right well thanks for tuning in guys and you can listen to the podcast alex is going to be putting out a whole bunch of them next week getting yeah, all caught up yeah, now that he's, he's a full-time producer so uh but thanks for listening <laughs> and we love, love you, you. Bye. bye alex you're supposed to turn it off when we say love you bye you gotta <laughs> that's when we're done love you love you love you bye